Welcome back to J. Tom Waller right here at Merrimack College. Saturday afternoon hockey here. The only game in town as the Warriors are tied up with 8th ranked Northeastern at the end of the second period to play. The score is 1-1. I'm Mike Magnick with John Leahy. Second intermission brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, chronology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. I'll bring it down. Mike McMahon from TheMacReport.com, also the Eagle Tribune at College Hockey News. Uh, I guess a uh, big question, big story of that second period. Mike, the goal that was reviewed, the power play goal by Adam Gaudet, looked like us looking at the, the review, or at least the, uh, the, the angles that we saw. It looked like uh, the stick was a little bit too high. Uh, ultimately, it was ruled a good goal. What was your take? Uh, I thought from the, the replay angles that I saw in the, the luxury box behind me that it looked like it was close. Uh, and then the angle that they showed that they had down that the officials looked at, I was able to sneak down the end of the press box and it looked like it was it was good. I mean, it was it was close, but I think it was a good goal, uh, but uh, he, he had the stick about as high as you could have it without it, it being uh, without it being called back, I think. Yeah. Either way, it was certainly a, a close play, no question about it, and it's been another close game. That's been the case all three games between these two teams, 1-1 at the end of two periods. Uh, first of all, let's talk about for Northeastern, uh, loss of Garrett Cockrell, which we learned just before the game. That certainly hurts. The power play looked like it, it, they were missing it the first time around especially um, I mean interesting to put Brendan Hawkins out there in his first game but obviously a talented player four forwards is not unusual to, to see that on the power play and perhaps after a couple of opportunities a few more opportunities games as well as for him that you know they start to click a little bit more but uh, you know ultimately what do you think that the loss of Cockrell means to this Northeastern team which I think and I think you do too is, is at this point of the season that they're the best team in the league and so the question then is what does that mean for them the rest of the Way. Yeah, it's definitely a, a loss in the power play for sure. He was one of the guys that was on the point of the power play. He's a defenseman that has 15 points in 13 games. So you, you get a defenseman that's over a point per game, you know, you're playing pretty well. Uh, I know there were some concerns even back, you know, earlier this year with uh, how he played defensively. Uh, they were, I think he sat two or three games in a row at one point and it was not injury related. Um, so there seems to be that this was a buildup of some issues because uh, he also started the year as an assistant captain and no longer was, uh, I think, the middle of the end of November. So there were there were some things that seemed like it was building up to this point, and, and we don't know what those were, obviously. And uh, as Jim Madigan said in his statement, you wish him the best. But uh, yeah, I think the in terms of on the ice, the place where it hurts the most is probably the power play. And I agree. You saw that a little bit in that, that first power play tonight. Uh, their top unit with probably two of the top forwards in the country and Godet and Sakura just really couldn't get going. So and a lot of times the defensemen are the one breaking the pocket, and that's where they had a lot of issues. They had a lot of issues in the middle of the ice. So I think that's where they're going to miss him the most. But uh, this is still. Still one of the top teams in the league, you know, and, and he's he's a key player in the power play. He's a key offensive defenseman, but there's no doubt that they're still one of the top teams in the country. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a chance to see the statement because uh, we were getting ready for the game here. Did you see it? Uh, anything said as, as as far as you know? The reason why is departure from the program. Yeah, no, I mean it was just a, a we thank him for his efforts and we wish him well in the future type of thing. I mean I I don't know the reason. There were a lot of whispers around about it this week. Uh, I think going back to about Wednesday maybe is when I first heard that hey there might be something going on here. So uh, there were it was rumored throughout the week and of course with the timing I think people are going to uh, speculate that it was probably academic. I mean you're kind of at the end of the semester. That's what I think people are going to speculate. Uh, but as for whether or not that's the actual reason, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, you always have to wonder in case like that, you know, what, what's the reaction of the players that, that remain, you know, do they feel like, hey, this guy let us down, you know, we're unhappy about that, you know, because uh, that ultimately, uh, as, as a student athlete, a Division One student athlete, particularly that's your number one job, is to remain eligible, so, you know, if that
that's the case, we don't know. But uh, you know, you have to wonder about that. And it may have taken may take them a little time to actually you know get get over that and get you know get back to where they were. But I certainly think as we talk about it, we look about you know Jeremy Davies is a pretty good defenseman. Let's talk about you know yeah, well right, especially when you look at both ends of the ice. No question, Ryan Shea, uh, you know, has got a terrific career ahead of him. I mean, they've got some good good players on this team, and certainly you don't want to lose a guy like that. But uh, you know, they've got a lot of talent on the team anyway. As we said, I, I do want to switch gears a little bit, though. Now talk about uh, Merrimack. We're 17th game, halfway through, really, the midway point of the season. Um, we won't see you out in Denver, so we won't get a chance to do this there. Let's try to do it now. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in this game. An opportunity, you know, they could finish 5-9-3 and three here, pick up another win here at any rate. Uh, let's kind of go through things. Uh, first of all, overall, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's got to be a disappointment that they're at this point, that the record is what it is, but yet it seems like the trend is up at the very, very end here. Overall, you know, how do you assess the first half of the season? I think it's been kind of a tale. The first half has been a tale of two halves. <laughs> uh, I think they were a little unlucky earlier in the year. You look at the, the second Colgate game, should have won that game. I mean, you had a 2 nothing lead and you let it slip away. Uh, the, even the first night, I mean, I thought they played, they all played Colgate that first night. It was just Colt Point made 39 saves or whatever it was. Uh, you can look at the first game at Duluth where Duluth scores in the last minute of the game in that 5-5 tie and say, okay, you know, could have won that game. That, that's a game you probably should have won. The one thing I'll say about that, though, is they were down 4-2, and they had to, had to score three straight to come back yeah. and even take the lead. But still, you, you've got a lead inside the, the final minute. You want to be able to hold on to that one. Uh, you can look at the Providence game, obviously, where they had a 5-1 lead and let that one yeah, slip away. Uh, so and there's there's been some games, I think, where they've, they've left some points on the table. There's no question about that. I, I do think, though, if they're able to pull this one out today, they're 4-3-1 and one in their last eight going into the break. That's positive. Not that you want to be a 500 team. I think you know they aspire to be more than that. But uh, considering the start they had to be 4-3-1 and one in eight games going into the break, or 3-3-1 three, three and one right now, uh, that's that's not a bad spot to be in, especially where you look at the fact that if they win this game, uh, they're, they jump in the nine. They're, I think, two points back of a home ice spot while having, you know, theoretically, a lot of the weaker teams still left in their league schedule. They haven't played Vermont yet. Uh, they still have UMass, a game at UMass. Uh, they've played a lot of the top teams. They'll be done with Northeastern. They're done with BC. They've uh, they've got two with Lowell and one with Providence. Those are uh, and B, the three with BU. So those are five tough league, league games. Uh, but everything else, they're playing teams that are either kind of around where they are or, or even below where they are. So I think that there's there's going to be an opportunity for them to pick up some points here in the second half. Uh, and they just put this is a big game because I feel like they put themselves in a much better much better situation going into the second half with a win today and two more points. Just kind of inches you closer to that one of those home ice spots. Uh, being four points back and being two points back is just it's a giant swing. It really is. I think there's been a couple of keys here. One was you know figuring out what was going to happen you know, as far as goaltending goes, and it seems like you know while I think most nights goaltending wasn't the difference for them, you know it, it still still ended up being the case. You know with Craig Pantano, the emergence of him and goal is really solidified that position back. It has. You know, the one thing I think you could say that's been a little frustrating with the goaltending is the nights where they've scored goals, they've also kind of given up a lot of goals. 5-5 five, five ties against Duluth and, uh, and Providence. I mean, it seems like they've had a lot of games where their offense even, it's been it's been four or five goals or it's been one. You know? Uh, and the nights where they've scored four or five have also been the nights that have kind of coincided with them also allowing around the same, the same amount. So, But at the same time, uh, like you said, Pantano has come in and I think he's there's no there's no question that the, the turnaround I think in terms of their play and like I said if they win today if they, they're 4-3-1 and one in their last eight it coincides with when he took over so clearly something kind of changed I don't know if it's if it's a confidence uh, issue for the team in front of them but uh, it, it seems like they, they've clearly turned a corner uh, and I would kind of say that that corner was kind of turned when he took over 
Uh, special teams uh, power play has certainly been very, very good, which is kind of funny in that you know the offense overall hasn't been uh, isn't near the top of the of the country, you know, top of the national rankings, but the power play has been. Um, and so I, I think you need to look for the the power play guys on the power play to be able to pick up some more goals at even strength. So, you know the, their best players need to score goals, no question about that. And then defensively, uh, penalty kill has not been very, very good at all. It's been I would say it's been a little better lately, but it needs to continue to get better. Yeah, I mean statistically their penalty kill has been one of the worst in the country. And that's not usually the case. Uh, their power play, I mean, we're almost at a year now where their power play has been pretty good. Because you go back to the second half of last year uh, when they went on that run in the second half. I think they went 8-2 and two in their last 10 games or whatever it was. Uh, their power play was good there, too. And then it struggled a little bit at the beginning of the year. But, I mean, it's such a small sample size, it's kind of hard to, to, to look at those numbers and say, okay, you know, the power play percentage is struggling. And now, you know, they've kind of exploded here lately. But they've probably been, uh, if you look since January of last year to now, I, I'm willing to bet that they're probably better than 20%. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, you know, and their power play, I think, I'm pretty sure still since that, that Bentley game on the 10th of November to now, I think it's either the best in the country or one of the best in the country. So that that's a good sign. Uh, we've talked about three goals a game. They, they need to do more at even strike. You're absolutely right. But uh, your power play, for you to get three goals a game, your power play is going to have to give you at least one a game, maybe two. Uh, and so far, you know, for the last month or so, their power play has been able to do that. Except, ironically enough, I think during that Northeastern series a couple of weeks ago, that was the one series where they kind of struggled. All right, uh, Mike, before I let you go then, give them a great. Give us a good A, B, C, D, F, whatever, uh, you know, plus and minus a lot. What would you give them at the end of the first half? I mean, if you're looking just at results, you got to say it's it's a it's a passing grade, but not much. You know, maybe a C minus. If, if you look at just effort in, in terms of, uh, you know, how they've played, because in some of these losses, I think they've played better than what the score would indicate. So, uh, but still, you're probably like a C at the most, I would say. Just, just you look at the record. I mean, the record is what it is. Uh, they I think they, they know they can be better. I know I did a story this week, and I talked for a long time with Mark Vieger, and he said, look, no one's happy with the record. Uh, we know that we've, we've played well in some of these games, but we need better results, and we know it. So it, it's not a secret to make to anybody that they, they need better results. All right, thanks, Mike. Christmas coming up. Merry Christmas. Uh, what do you have over the holidays the next couple of weeks? Not much. I'm looking forward to some time of not doing anything. Uh, I think anything, our, anything on uh, the MacReport.com or in the Eagle Tribune call talking news? Yeah, I'm, I'm, there'll be stuff. Yeah, I don't know what yet. i got to have some plans. I think I'm going to do some top three lists or some top five lists just to to give us some content to get through the, the couple of weeks because if you think about it though it's only one week they're off next weekend and then we're right back at it with games again on the 29th so it's, it's a break but it's not a long one alright thanks Mike appreciate it hope Santa's good to the boys I'm sure he will be we'll talk to you again soon sounds good thanks Mike alright Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com and also College Hockey News and the Eagle Tribune scores 1-1 we're back with more after this this is Warrior Hockey